the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelow starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelow. Hello and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. If this is your first time listening, welcome to you. And if you are back with us again, thank you for joining us. Today we continue in our series focusing on the divorce process. We've talked about the history, what you need to know before you file, the do's and don'ts, matters of faith, financial matters, bankruptcy matters, and healthy communication. Today specifically, we'll talk about mortgage matters related to real estate. You know, divorce touches every aspect of a person's life. It's not just about the legal aspects or the custody aspects or the financial aspects of someone's life. It's quite comprehensive. So it's our intent to focus on as many aspects as possible during this series. And uh, specifically today, as I mentioned, we'll be talking about real estate but related to lending and mortgages. Next week, we'll talk more about real estate, and then we'll move on to the legal aspects, your children, and more will follow. If you missed any of those shows, you can listen to them or any of the 200-plus shows of the Divorce Coaching Hour by podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Janet Friedman is here with us today, a proud Houstonian. Janet has been a prominent figure in the real estate and finance industry since 1975. Known as the lender's lender, Janet (laughs) represents stability in the ever-changing Texas market with her analytical approach benefiting both borrowers and lenders. Janet's reputation for integrity is the foundation of her company's success. She's a certified fraud examiner and a graduate of South Texas College of Law. Janet also serves as an expert witness for the legal community, and her expertise is often called upon by professionals working with real estate and financial matters. And folks, today we will benefit from that expertise. But before we begin our conversation, I want to remind you, as I always do, that this show is for those considering divorce, in the midst of it, and coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing, because it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. So please remember 
to share the show with those who could benefit. And I must also remind you that we're not here to give you legal advice, but we are certainly here to support you along the path. But we're also not here to coach you to get a divorce. Some people kind of think sometimes with a divorce coaching hour that it's called that we're coaching you to get a divorce, but uh, truly we are not. We're here uh, in order to provide you insight and information and education and encouragement. Ultimately, what we're here to do is to help you look at the realities of your situation, of your marriage, of the divorce that you find yourself uh, in the middle of, perhaps, uh, to look at those with your eyes wide open and based on those uh, and the realities of your situation and your faith, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner, no matter where your journey leads. And now, Janet, welcome. Thank you for being here with us today. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here and to speak to people that are going through a divorce and uh, and trying to find answers. Yeah, I, and I just know that we will gain so much from your expertise. I'm quite excited. Uh, Karen King was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and she talked about the financial matters. And as we were leaving, she said, hey, you need to know this person and uh, and here you are as this person, Janet. <laughs> and so, uh, yes. I want to set the stage and help people understand we're 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 talking about um, the financial aspects of real estate. Real estate is a big part of divorce, and we're going to talk real estate specifics mm-hmm. next week. But we need to speak to. Um, the financial aspect of real estate, can, which really can cause some troubles in the midst of a divorce. Now, your, uh, you heard in uh, Janet's bio, she's called the lender's lender. And so tell us a little bit more about that. I'm interested. Well, I, I've been in the industry about 45 years. And over the years, it's been my honor and privilege to be able to work with people, my friendly competitors, for lack of better terms. And so it's really important, I think, as we cannot do our own loan. If I was going to go buy a house, I'd have to go to a friend of mine and ask them for their assistance. So over the years, it's, uh, it's been interesting to be able to help my friendly competitors and people that are seeking financing because it, it tells me, that there's a level of trust and uh, and uh, camaraderie of knowledge. And I think that's important for anybody to get a comfort level on who they're dealing with and to feel like they're not only getting good information, but they're given options and information. So I've uh, had the pleasure of working with uh, people that maybe we're both vying for the same type of business, or we've sat at conferences next to each other, and they have needed financing. So that's where I've gotten the nickname of the lender's lender. I love it. I hadn't really thought about it before, uh, that you can't do your own loan. And so that speaks to the integrity. And I think that uh, that, that concept is a good one that can apply to people listening to this show as well, is um, you know you want somebody who you can trust and and so you know we when we're looking for attorneys or people uh people within the divorce profession 
we want to continue to find those people of integrity, and and you're one of those who doesn't Thank do you. her own loans. <laughs> and Thank you're you. also interesting. Uh, just kind of setting the stage here as to getting to know you a little bit, Janet. Um, you graduated from South Texas College of Law, yet you don't practice law as an attorney. Correct. Uh, how does that play into what you do around uh, lending and real estate? Well, anything that is related to real estate and finance is kind of my cup of tea. When I was in law school, they used to call me the real estate lady, but I really was more of a, a mortgage and finance person. Although I own and manage properties, and I have done that, that's pretty much for only my family and myself. And so um, being a lawyer by education and not practicing offers me the opportunity to work with some of my friends that are family lawyers or other people in civil or criminal cases that need expertise. One of the things I think is really important is to know what questions to ask and to know how to interpret the the language. You know, lawyers kind of have their own lingo, as I'm sure many of your listeners have learned. And so for me, it's so valuable to take something that is a new jargon, a new language, and you throw in the math, which makes it even more complicated, and to be able to translate it between a divorcing uh, person and their attorney. And so I'm, I'm kind of like that glue. And the legal um, background and working with family lawyers on divorces um, really has been valuable for many clients. It is probably the most rewarding for everybody involved. It's it's really wonderful to work on divorce settlement loans and uh, and have attorneys. Sometimes people come to me from their attorneys, and sometimes they come to me because they talk to somebody and uh, they find out that that's an area of my expertise is divorce settlement loans. So it's really helped out a lot. Well, I want to understand what divorce settlements loans are, uh, but let's, before we do that, you spoke to something that I think is important is when I think about those going through a divorce, they're uh, perhaps uh, a bit lost in that process. And that's why we're in this series looking at the process. And uh, a lot of you, you mentioned the, the language, the lingo that attorneys use, uh, when that communication comes into that process, it's almost like a new foreign language that people are trying to have to understand. And when you don't have that clear understanding, how in the world can you ever make a good decision? And so I love that you're a bit of a translator <laughs> of this foreign language. Right. Uh, so I think that that's so important. And, and again, going back to what I said in the opener of the show is that there's so many different aspects of divorce, it, it's a bit comprehensive uh, and touches so much of one person's life. And, and real estate is a huge part of it. And when we don't understand uh, what we're being asked to do with regards to, to real estate, um, what we need to do, then again, we come to a place where we, um, we don't understand. And oftentimes when we don't understand, we get stuck. So uh, one thing right. I want to ask you, what are the basics, Janet, that you'd want someone to know or be aware of with regards to real estate, mortgage, lending, all of that tied up in the divorce process? Well, first of all, I think it's important to recognize at least my role when I'm involved with someone going through a divorce is to help 
look at the full picture. I think sometimes people are very myopic. They're looking at one issue like the child support or just the house. And it's important when we're looking at a loan, just like when they're looking at their settlement on their on their uh, the community estate, is to say, okay, which pieces work and which pieces don't, and what can we do with what we have so that it makes sense for everybody, not only during the divorce process, but a week after the divorce is final, a month after, a year, or multiple years. I think that, that it's important to, to understand that there are no dumb questions because you're taking legal and math and let's remember it is an emotionally difficult time i you know just change is hard for all of us i've been through it i'm divorced i understand that and it's it's a transition that affects every part of our life it affects where we live what we have as far as you know money in the bank our career sometimes everything about it impacts ourselves so we I think it's important for people to realize they need to ask questions. And if someone is not nice and helpful, guess what? Find somebody else. You are the boss. You are the person that is making the decision of who's going to represent you. And if they're not respectful or helpful or open to hear your concerns and ideas, whether it's a lender or any other professional, then you need to seek out other help. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. We we are here to help people open their eyes wide open to this entire process. And you want to ask questions. And so, folks, come on back. We're going to continue asking Janet questions. So stay tuned. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. Divorce isn't easy or often wanted. Sadly, it happens. When it does, it's possible to walk through it so the results are healthier than would be otherwise. How? Through a unique divorce solution that works. At Divorce Strategies Group, their mediation process helps divorcing parties settle their differences without the long, drawn-out battle and promotes a cooperative win-win environment. It's a smarter way to divorce. When divorce touches your life, contact the Divorce Strategies Group. Schedule your complimentary consultation today at DivorceStrategiesGroup.com. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. 
Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and SimpleElegantsTX.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Hirsch Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. And welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We are here with Janet Friedman and we are talking divorce mortgage matters, but we're actually talking a little bit more about that. We're talking about real estate related to mortgage and lending inside the divorce process. And if you know a little bit about divorce, you you may know that it's uh, there's a legal aspect to it. Uh, there's a custody aspect to it with regards to your children. There's a financial aspect to it. But real estate being oftentimes one of the most expensive or most um, valuable part of the marital estate is a huge part of uh, the divorce process and not handled well can cause some extreme difficulties today, tomorrow, and way into the future. And so, again, our goal here with the series and the show is to help you look at the divorce process with your eyes wide open. And what you might have heard in the first segment is our guest, Janet Friedman, um, mentioned, you know, there are no dumb questions. And I'll even take that a step further. The only bad question is the one that's not asked. And so what we're doing here is we want to provide you information, but encourage you to ask questions to gain understanding about your particular situation and and what then needs to be done through the divorce process, not only today, but looking to the future. When we look to the future as to what we want the future to look like, that will inform the steps we need to take. But the problem is, is simply, folks, we just can't know about all of this stuff. And so we need someone like Janet. And Janet, in this first a segment mentions something about divorce settlement loans. And I don't know about you, but that perked up my ears. And so I wanted to come back in and talk about that. What is a divorce settlement loan, Janet? A, a divorce settlement loan is when a, a divorcing couple, um, in particular, own a piece of real estate. Generally, it's their primary residence. And for example, Let's just say that the house, for simplicity, is worth $100,000. Wish we could find a house for $100,000. I was going to say. (laughs) But um, but, let's just say that that they owe $50,000 on it. So there's $50,000 of equity in it. And for simplicity, we'll say that they're going to split that equity 50-50. You know, um, but that is not necessarily always the case. What I look at is, is, first of all, what other parts of the – community, state, or impacted. For instance, do they have assets in a retirement plan or a savings account where where spouse A may need to retain some of that cash and maybe we can get more money out of the estate to settle things out? Or um, maybe one person needs more cash out of it to go buy another house 
Um, so the, when you have a divorce settlement loan in real estate, the equity can be used and discussed in the divorce decree on how to distribute the monies from that equity in the house. What's important to remember is that the the estate and the and the financial aspect of it affects the couple, both people, both the spouse A and spouse B. For instance, credit. Y'all share credit. Y'all, is one person a spender and the other one's a saver? Do we? Does one want to get off of the credit cards so that we need to create more cash to pay off the credit cards? Um, do we have a child with disability? Do we need to create a trust? Um, you know, what about one a, a woman or a man that hasn't worked, maybe they were out with COVID. One hasn't worked for a couple of years and is at home taking care of, of the children and is just now going back to work because they need to work to, since they're no longer going to be a homemaker, they need to have income. Are they able to qualify? And how does the impact of having a divorce settlement loan, you know, does a, is a person able to maintain that house and that house note? Um, how does it affect their credit for the future? I mean, are they going to be able to buy a car in two years? So we want to look at every aspect of it. The divorce settlement loan is only the vehicle to get us from point A to point B. We want to know how can we use the real estate, any real estate, but primarily um, common is the, the community homestead, to create a wonderful settlement that makes sense. It has to make sense, and it has to feel right. And generally, there's a way to get there by using that vehicle. It's not an end-all, be-all for everybody, but for many, it's a wonderful way to find an exit strategy that will benefit them in the future. So lots of great info there. And one of the things that uh, I always come back to, or I often rather come back to, is that each divorce is unique. Uh, There's a lot of information out there on the Internet, and you might think that it's a cookie-cutter type of situation, but it's not. When you really look at it, it's two people with two uh, a combined life together, but then two people with their now separating lives, different children, different living environments, different financial situations, different health situations. And so you have to look at, as Janet was saying, the entire picture and and then when you do that, that can inform your choices along the way. And so uh, understanding that, Janet, and, and then trying to just a little bit better understand this div- divorce settlement loan, is it actually a loan that takes place? It is a mortgage. And most people think that when they say, well, I'm going to buy out my spouse, mm. they figure that it's a purchase. But technically, it is a refinance because once you're in ownership on your homestead with your spouse, even if you are not initially entitled, there is you're, you still have an interest in the property because it's your homestead. You know, Texas is different than other places. We have community estate laws and we have homestead laws. So specifically on homesteads, um, people need to uh, look at the homestead and how they're going to be able to facilitate it. So on a refinance, there's either a home equity loan, which is where the person borrowing the money pulls cash out. 
they may take some out for their own use or for the settlement of the estate. But what what is more commonly done is using a particular kind of document. We call it an old-T deed of partition, and we use it as part of the divorce decree that says to the to the court, hey, we have this property. We can't cut the house in half and give A half and B the other half. <laughs> so instead, we're going to adjust just the property ownership. We're going to give person A the house, and we're going to give spouse B X number of dollars, which could be used in different ways. They may say, you know, so, so therefore, we are going to create a mortgage for the person that wants to maintain the house, to retain the house may be a better. And what's important to know is there is a difference between a home equity loan and what we call a, a rate and term refinance. Why? It's lower rates. You can borrow higher amounts against your equity, and it's easier to obtain that kind of loan. So there's a lot of reasons to create this mortgage during the process of the divorce, it, it's not the same once that gavel hits, not the same. So we want to start it early when you're beginning the process of obtaining the divorce to say, hey, how can we get there so when that gavel hits, we are ready. Got it. So I want to make one quick point to everyone is that uh, you mentioned Houston, you mentioned Texas. There are different laws in different states. So uh, you will want to have a professional in your state that knows and and is experienced uh, with regards to the finance, the mortgages, the lending, et cetera, uh, with regards to divorce. Also, lenders are licensed based on states. Right. Good point. So someone in Colorado, the mortgage professional will need to have a license from that that state as well. Yeah, excellent. So it's important to ask and and clearly, uh, that's important for anybody to make sure their person is licensed and qualified. Absolutely. And so I know that there is a lot of confusion around this aspect of real estate um, and the divorce process. And you often hear, well, I'll just buy out my spouse or I'll just keep that house. So what's the biggest misunderstanding in uh, this aspect of the, the, the settlement Um, with regards to divorce? There's a couple of things. The first thing is, is that, um, that they want to start, that it's something that's done with the divorce after the divorce is final, which is incorrect. You really need to make it part of the divorce decree so that you can incorporate any other needs that, that you or your spouse have. So if there is something, and it may not be obvious, for the attorney, because, you know, if if the two parties agree, hey, you know, I'll get the 401k and you get the pension, that may, may be great and dandy. But somewhere along the line, in five years from now, you all of a sudden realize you liquidated that account when you could have used the equity in your house to settle the overall estate. So number one is timing. Number two is, is that because of fill in the blank, I can't own this home or I can't buy another home when the divorce is final. And so there's so many nuances. Let me give you an example. Spouse A has, uh, has been a stay-at-home uh, parent for the last two years. They're a, they're a medical tech, highly paid. They, they, they make really great money, 
have good credits, and they are wanting to get a loan, whether it's to keep the house or buy something else after the divorce. And so that person says, you know, I've, I've got pretty good credit, but I don't know that I can qualify because I haven't worked for the last couple of years. And the first question the lender says is, where do you work and how long have you been there? You know, that's kind of like the first thing. And so it, people think, okay, I can't get a loan because I haven't worked for the last couple of years. Well, that's not necessarily true. So I'm there to say just because you think it's that way or maybe your friend tells you that is not the truth. You need to keep asking questions. Well, how can I go about getting it? And so that's just one aspect. So there are more, and we're going to want to hear about that, those misunderstandings we're talking about. Folks, we're talking to Janet Friedman, getting a lot of great information. Come on back. We're going to continue talking about real estate, mortgages, and lending, and things you need to know about. Stay tuned. Here's today's two-minute tip. This past weekend's sermon at the church I attend focused on Ecclesiastes chapter 7, and specifically about looking at the end of life. This scripture tells us to look to the end of life and envision what we want it to be like in order to help us make choices on the way to that end, resulting in achieving what we want. More importantly, the scripture reminds us to also look up to our sovereign Lord. Commentary in my Bible states, in all our plans, we should look up to God, not just ahead to the future. The sermon, this scripture, and this commentary made me think of you, those facing, going through, or rebuilding after divorce. Currently, we're in a series on the Divorce Coaching Hour focusing on the divorce process. We're talking about the aspects of divorce through the phases of the process from what I call the consideration phase to the in the midst phase and to the moving forward phase. This series is intended to help you look at the entire process with your eyes wide open so that you can be informed, and by being informed, you can make better decisions through the process. I think we can take guidance from this sermon. Applied to the divorce process, we can look to when it's over, when all the papers are signed and your marriage is legally dissolved, and ask, what do I want life to be like when this divorce is all over? And also, who do I want to be? When this is all over, asking yourself these questions will help you identify what you want to achieve at the end of the process. And knowing that will inform you about the steps to take to achieve that result. But there's something more. Just before chapter 7, Ecclesiastes 6.10 says, whatever exists has already been named. Commentary for this scripture states, God knows and directs everything that happens and he is in complete control over our lives. If God knows and directs everything that happens, we would first want to start with asking God about his plans for us, not just rely on our vision. So today's tip is this. In all our plans, we should look up to God, not just ahead to the future. Begin with the end in mind. Ask God what he wants as the outcome of this process, what he wants in your life to be like and who he wants you to be when this is all over, and then set your plans accordingly. And if you want help with this planning, please write to me at Christy at ChristyMendelow.com. And remember, you can always learn more at the TheDivorceCoachingHour.com. And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through a divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. And welcome back. You're listening to The Divorce Coaching Hour. Of course, here on The Divorce Coaching Hour, we're talking about divorce. We're not talking about coaching you to get a divorce. What our goal is to do is to bring you information and education and resources 
um, and insight so that you can make better choices during the divorce process because those choices that you make today can have far, far reaching um, results and outcomes way far into the future. And so we're talking about an area where a lot of people can make some pretty big mistakes. And we're talking real estate mortgages, lending, and we're talking to uh, someone very experienced in this area. Janet Friedman is with us, and she is helping us understand right now the misunderstandings around um, all that, real estate, mortgages, lending, and we've been talking about a divorce settlement loan. And so uh, these, um, we had talked about timing being a misunderstanding. Uh, Janet, we had talked about credit, I can't get a loan. What's one additional misunderstanding that people have when it comes to this area of divorce? I think that um, a lot of times people think that if that things will, quote, unquote, work themselves out. Oh, yeah. For instance, you know, we had a joint credit card. He's going to continue paying on it, and, you know, and, and everything will be hunky-dory. Um, things change, and life changes. So I think it's very important to just be aware that as much, once the divorce is final, it's so lovely to be able to say, okay, we have totally drawn that line in the sand between then and now. Because, you know, I, it's not as common today, but for many years, people said, okay, we'll wait, we'll, we'll let the, the, the couple keep the property till the kids graduate from high school, and then we'll sell the house. And, you know, we'll, we'll split it from there. Oh, my Lord, what happens at that point? You know, people's lives have moved on. You know, someone didn't pay the payment on time. It's on the other person's credit. So it's very important to realize that many decisions will impact you for a very long time. I do want to add just one little note on that, that idea. I commonly get a call that says, you know, interest rates are high. And we might want to wait to refinance. And there's some value in that, I agree, uh, for a lot of different reasons, whether they couldn't qualify or whatever. But it's important to note that if one person stays on the note, on the mortgage, and the other one keeps the house, that it would be it would be um, very valuable to realize that the person leaving does not have to count that debt if they want to go buy another house, the departing spouse. You know, they're like, I want, I want my spouse to refinance the house, and I want that mortgage out of my name. Well, just so long as the decree addresses that piece of real estate and that mortgage, a lender with a copy of the final certified signed copy of the decree can take that debt and set it aside. And that's something that we do in Texas that is unique to Texas because of the community property and the homestead laws. So I think that we need to just recognize that more questions, you know, everybody wants to be able to get to the point that they can um, get the divorce final, but taking a moment and breathe and say, okay, is this the best situation? Does this still serve me, whether it's in a month or a year or in five years? That's a great question. So and, I think that's that's really valuable um, just to get more information. Absolutely. And it's just with a trusted, safe advisor uh, to explore those questions. Um, one distinction, is it true 
still that oftentimes people see in the decree, well, it says in here, I get the house, but they haven't refinanced. And then what happens? Well, it depends on what the decree and what the agreement is. So I think that it's important. You can actually get start on a loan the day that you've decided you want to get a divorce. You don't even have to have, have filed for the you know, met with an attorney or filed a petition. Because what we as lenders are able to do is to say, let's play as if. Let's play like you keep the house and your spouse gets $25,000 out of it. And we play as if that's what the decree says. And we tweak it and modify it along the way because the house may end up appraising for 125 instead of 100. So it is not the case that, that you're waiting till the 11th hour to do this. Everything can be done and agreed to literally days or weeks before the decree is final. And then all you're doing is taking, you know, we have to wait. In Texas, 61 days is the magic number. So we as lenders are waiting for not only the decree to be signed off and approved by the judges, but to have the attorneys send us a a certified copy of that final decree in agreement with what we're anticipating. And then as soon as we have that, we go to closing and we sign the papers. And three business days later, we're able to cut checks. So that person that is wanting the money out of the community estate, goodness, how great. A week, give or take, by the time we get a copy of it, a week, maybe two at most, they get a check wired from the title company. This is all, we can plan it and we can be ready. And so you're not stressed out of, oh my gosh, I have so many days. It's good for everybody. Both spouses can benefit from starting early and having a plan. So I hear that there are a lot of options, there are a lot of specifics, and it's not just about going and buying your next house when the divorce is finalized. It's about really looking at this entire process, the financial aspects strategically, so that you can make the best decisions for everyone involved to include the children. And so sometimes when they don't have someone like yourself, Janet, in the mix of their divorce professionals team, uh, they run into some pitfalls. And so whether you call them pitfalls or big red flags, uh, just where you have seen people just winding up in um, a terrible situation from making decisions that they weren't informed uh, about. Can you share with us maybe one one or two pitfalls that you think uh, where you see often that maybe by one simple thing, they could have resolved this uh, and they wouldn't be in that pitfall. Well, I think it's it's several factors. I just want to note one thing. When you're going through a divorce and you have all of these parties, first of all, it's costing you money to go to the divorce. Unfortunately, we have to pay money out for representation mm-hmm. and attorneys have to get paid. So you're having – then you have the emotional side and you and the idea of having to move that is very stressful on everybody in the family. So if there's a way to create less stress, that should be the objective of everybody involved. The transition, the change is very stressful and to minimize it. So one of the pitfalls is that sometimes we're uncomfortable or, or someone says, oh, that's not important. If it's important for you and it doesn't feel right, 
listen to yourself and ask more questions. Talk to your attorneys. Talk to your real estate agents, your neighbors, people at your church, people that you play pickleball with, you know, whatever um, sources you have and say to them, you know, I'm really wondering, how am I going to be able to do this? Or how do you do this? Or do you know a lender that does this kind of loan or someone that I could ask about it? So I think that not sometimes we don't even know what the question is, much less how to get there. Do not be discouraged and recognize the good news is once you get beyond this, you know, you, you're not going to be here anymore. You know, you won't have to pass through that. But I think that, that being in a hurry, sometimes the, the haste makes waste. So whether it's a matter of saying, how do I address the fact that, I, you know, I have kids getting ready to go to college or my spouse, you know, just charged up the money or just emptied our checking account. Those are things that, that your attorney can help with and a lender can also help facilitate through financing. Yeah, absolutely. I just wrote down something that I, um, I have said for years now, and it came from a coach that was involved in my life, right, as I was going through the divorce process. And he said this, and sometimes people laugh at me for saying it, but I think it really makes sense, is slower is actually faster. Uh, as it That's turns beautiful. out, slower is actually faster. There, There's probably a red flag somewhere, somehow, when you are hurrying through this because you are you are perhaps missing something. So I love that you're saying is first get your sound advice from your professional group, but also have people that you can uh, so-called vet this with. I mean, that's one of the things that we do in coaching is provide people a safe space for them to process their thoughts. And uh, as it turns out, when you do that, I mean, you've probably been through that yourselves, listeners. You've hey, I have a problem, you talk to a friend and you talk it out and you're like, oh, I know the answer because you've had a moment to process it. It goes out of your mouth uh, and into your ears and maybe that person has some feedback for you or not, but it helps you slow down, slower is actually faster, and make uh, better decisions and informed decisions. And again, that's what we want for you guys. We're going to come back to the fourth segment and wrap things up, folks. Janet Friedman is here with us today, helping us look at a very important aspect of divorce, divorce around real estate, mortgages, lending, and all that. Stay tuned. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know. I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, 
Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts under the Programs tab on kkht.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. We're talking real estate, mortgages, and lending, oh my, on the Divorce Coaching Hour today. And no, it's not a real estate show, but it's an important aspect of the divorce process. Real estate is often one of the um, most valuable assets in the marital estate. And it's an area where sometimes, as we were talking about with guest Janet Friedman in the last segment, people want to hurry and move through the process and get things separated and, and get the money out of the real estate or buy their spouse out or whatever it may be, get settled. They, You know, the fact of the matter is we we don't like change, uh, and and divorce is a big change. But what we're talking about here is being informed through the process, but also slowing down. Uh, you heard me say, if you were listening earlier, slower is actually faster. And that came from a coach of mine that I learned from as I was moving through divorce and having my eyes opened, wide open, unfortunately not enough because I made mistakes and they're mistakes I don't want you to make. And and so we're here trying to give you that information so that you can make informed decisions. And and we've been talking again, as I mentioned, to Janet Friedman. Janet, uh, it's kind of all things lending, real estate, financing, all that, and, and has a, a very firm foundation understanding of the law. And so, you know, she can help you understand this aspect of the divorce process from uh, the top level to the the minute level. And so she's someone you would want on your team. And so, Janet, how would uh, listeners reach you? Well, um, I have a website. The website is J. Friedman Loans, L-O-A, it's plural, L-O-A-N-S, and the last name is F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, like bride, jfriedmanloans.com, where they can always call at my office. Feel free to leave a message on our voicemail because it gets busy, and that number is 713-785-LOAN, L-O-A-N, 713-785-5626. Anybody in the state of Texas that we can help or even outside, and we may be able to give you some guidance. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that. And it sounds like you've been on radio before, so you knew how to to say that number uh, slowly and twice. So thank you for that. I'm sure the listeners are happy to grab that information. Um, so, uh, Janet, we've been talking about the, you know, the misunderstandings and, and we're going to start wrapping things up here. But in the break, we were talking about a little bit more of the misunderstandings about how loan officers actually, lenders like yourself, actually work in the process and how they're compensated. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I think it's important um, for listeners to understand that a lender, their role is to help. They make money by doing loans. And so, therefore, when you're speaking to um, a mortgage company or a loan officer, they're motivated 
to make a loan and make you happy. So when keeping that in mind, it's, we're not on an hourly, so that's lovely for, for someone that, you know, has had to, you know, be aware and conscientious of money and spending. I mean, clearly all of us, you know, have to be aware of that. So when you call a lender, be aware that they're there, they're motivated to help you. That's your job. And when you engage them, you're hiring them, and it gives you permission to ask as many questions as you need to, to ask and get the answers and information that you need to make some wise decisions. Well, and one theme running through this show is ask the question. And again, the only question that is a bad question is the one that's not asked. So, uh, folks, you've got Janet's information. Call her and you know get those answers, get those questions answered so that you can make those informed decisions that we're talking about. Um, and, and so kind of talking about those answers, I, I wonder, Janet, do you have some maybe top tips uh, with regards to making the process better for people as they move through divorce? What would you say? Well, the very first thing I will tell you is that your attorney is a resource. You know, attorneys uh, contact people like myself to do their share, their portion of the process. And so the number one thing is to start with asking questions, whether it's from your attorney or a real estate professional or mortgage banker, and to be able to ask those questions. The second thing is, is you're already getting things organized for your attorney so they know what you and your spouse have. So write it down. Keep a notebook. Tell us everything you got. Write down your questions. And that way, when the questions are answered, then you can write them down and you have the information. If it doesn't make sense, ask them again. And remember, we are here to help facilitate. If it's the right person, it will work itself out, and it always it always will create a better closure. Education and knowledge is power. And my hope and prayer is that you always have that information. And I I choose to empower my clients so that they know that they made the best decision possible for themselves, their family, and their future. Yeah, and there are those questions again. And I love that you're mentioning write them down. So, folks, I'm going to share with you right now as you're listening, maybe you want to Uh, go back in the show and write down some questions as well. Uh, Because, you know, we might, we might have a question that pops up and you think you're going to remember it, but writing those down and, and keep asking them until you get a clear understanding. Because as we talked about at the beginning of the show, this language that we speak in the divorce process can be a bit like a foreign language. And if you don't understand it, you can't make the best decisions for you and your family. So keep keep asking those questions. Any other tips that you would want to share, Janet? No, I think that the main thing is, is just to recognize that if for some reason you get turned down, you've talked to two or three people and your attorney says, this is the best that we can do then what I would suggest is say to go back to one of those lenders and say to them, okay, this is what I'm going to have in, you know, two weeks, two months. Tell me where do I go from here so that my financial future is stronger and more secure and better? And what can I do? And so we take what we have and we move from there. Um, It's important to realize 
that this is only a period of time in your life. It's not your life. And um, I will just share with you that that a sympathetic and empathetic lender, attorney, and real estate agent is aware of that and uh, needs to be sensitive to the fact that that's that you're going through a lot of changes. So I wish you a lot of courage and um, tenacity and and hope for you to have empowerment in your decisions. I love that you said it's a period of time. It's not your life. And folks, we were talking about writing things down. That may be something you want to write down and, and understand that uh, this is definitely a time of change. And that with that change comes uh, so many emotions. And there is a physiological effect on the body when it comes to that change and those emotions. And so you may not be thinking as clearly as you thought you were. And as we've talked about throughout the show, uh, those choices that you make today can have long lasting effects. And, and so again, to slow down, realize that this will be over, but what questions do I need to ask to get the information to have the understanding that I need? And that's what we've talked about throughout this show. And so, Janet, uh, what else would you want listeners to know um, about anything divorce-related as we move to final thoughts? I just really want to go back and reiterate that you have to look at everything. It's not just the house. Remember, money impacts every aspect of our security, our self-esteem, our ability to function effectively, to be happy. If you don't have money or you're worried about having money, then, then it's a problem. So just recognize that this just needs to be another part of the process and recognize that you need to do your research, your homework, and recognize that you, will, you can get the information that is out there and do the best you can so that you can look back and say, you know something, I made good decisions based on the information I have. And recognize also that at some point in the future, if you need something else, you plan for it. How do I get there from here? Yeah, for sure. Planning is so important and people don't necessarily think about that with regards to divorce. And in the two-minute tip today, I spoke to looking to the future to be able to guide our steps towards that outcome. And, and, and just remembering that you must look at the entire picture uh, in totality to be able to make the, the very best decisions. And that's what we want for you folks, uh, to make these good decisions. And that's one of my goals as a divorce coach, to help them with their thinking about this, processing all the information that you're taking in from people like Janet. Um, I'm your thinking partner, but Janet is with regards to lending. Uh, so thank you, Janet, so much for being with us today and lending, haha, your you so expertise. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. And I wish all of y'all well. Thank you. And friends, I'm so grateful you've been with us today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mendelo, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.